Hello and welcome back to the Lieberland Show. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell, joined today by Joey Langenbrenner and Juan Carlos Garraspe. I, I believe I said that right. This is a, the things you always want to check before you hit record, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> excited to have these guys here, especially because we have a, a repeat guest here on the show, arguably uh, the most seen guest on the Lieberland Show, Joey Langenbrenner and uh, Juan Carlos J.C., as he also goes by. I think this is your first appearance. So really excited to have you guys That's both right. here um, on the show and talk a little bit about what you're working on because um, I know as soon as you started talking about this on the international calls a few months ago, I said to myself, wow, okay, these guys are onto something that I think the world is craving right now. So let's go ahead and, and just dive on into it. Um, what is it <laughs> that you guys are working on? So I don't go ahead and, and try to explain it myself. We'll start with Joey and then over to JC. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Adam. It's always a privilege to be here on the Lieberland Show. Um, I was hoping to be episode 100, but you know we can do 81. <laughs> we'll bring you no back. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's uh, you know and it's uh, and it's honestly a pleasure to you know be on the show show with you, Adam, but also to be on the show with Juan Carlos. Um, me and Juan have been working very closely. Uh, you know, we're chatting every single day. Uh, but essentially what, what we're working on is um, we both started a immigration agency in El Salvador. You can check out my shirt. Um, and uh, what, what we're trying to do is help, um, you know, people who have kind of like the mindset of like a Lieberlander or like a Bitcoiner or, you know, like a freedom loving person um, who's in the crypto world or whatever, um, come be um, a digital nomad in El Salvador, because, you know, as um, a lot of a lot of Lieberlanders and um, listeners know, El Salvador made Bitcoin legal tender and, and a lot of people work remotely. And I'm like, this is the best place to work remotely and buy your tacos, you know, with, you know, with Bitcoin. Tacos with sats, as, as they say, yeah. in the crypto community. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it short. Um, Juan, if you want to add anything. No, I, I get people from um, not just from Liberland, but from all over the world, right? And they, the first thing they want to go is to like a McDonald's or a Starbucks, and like you know, here, record me paying with my, you know, with my with my Bitcoin. You know, I gotta record the whole process and everything. And everybody's like, wow, you know, this this really happening here? Yes, it is. And you can buy anywhere from tacos to your burgers to your to a house to a car to anything you want with uh, with your Bitcoin. And uh, tell us a little bit about the um, the president of El Salvador, because to me, it seems like one of the few leaders in this world that um, uh, it's tough because I, I always have a certain viewpoint of anyone who decides to go the direction of politics. But then you have guys like Vityadlishka, who we love, and then you have the president of El Salvador, which from what I can see, he really does seem to be someone who prioritizes the people. Um, you know, maybe time will tell, but that's the one thing I observe about this guy. And I love how when he gets ready to talk business, he puts his hat on backwards. I think that's the, the, the <laughs> trademark move. So um, just a, a new era of, of leader, if you will. Um, JC, you being there in El Salvador, I'm sure you've seen the changes since he's come into office and what might transpire now. So really from, from a Salvadorian, are we, am I missing anything? Um, this guy... He's a millennial, okay, and he's all into uh, social networks and Twitter, and he's doing the things that he thinks are best for the country, and he's doing it his way, not, without asking anybody, okay. 
um, that's what needed to be done in many countries in Latin America. Okay, there's uh, uh, that's what's needed. One guy that simply um, cleans everything up and gets things done. Okay, so there's no gridlock or there's no long time process to do anything. This guy does things overnight and gets them done. Um, he, he has parliament on his side. He's got the courts on his side and everything just simply works, you know, very easy and getting stuff done, period. And you know, think, but as you say, time, time will tell. But will tell. right <laughs> now, El Salvador is getting a much better place to live in. The reputation of the nation itself has definitely changed, I'd say, really since that move that he made, which was that a year ago or two years ago when Bitcoin became? Well, uh, no, that, that was, uh, he announced it like in June or July, but it became a law September 7th of last year. Of, of 2021. Wow. So it hasn't even yeah. been a year yet. Um, well, I know Bitcoin Beach is a popular destination from what I'm, again, from what I'm observing. And I guess for our listeners who aren't too tuned into the world of, of blockchain and crypto, because sometimes I get caught up um, thinking that everyone would know what Bitcoin Beach is, but <laughs> that's not necessarily the case. And that's why you guys are here too, for, for a large reason. So um, Joey, could, could you explain and then JC paint some color as well, what I'm talking about Bitcoin Beach and really, again, just the, the rush of tourism and new citizens of, of Salvador, like just kind of walk through the whole storyline there and, and what it is. Yeah, yeah, no. So I think what's interesting about, um, you know, me and Juan working together is, you know, Juan is actually on the ground there, you know, he's been living in the country for, you know, a while now, he has a family there. Um, I'm a bit more of an outsider. So I come with a little bit more, you know, of a foreigners, um, or, you know, like a tourist, you know, approach. And so I've been down to El Salvador twice, um, once this year, um, one um, last year. And, um, and I didn't go to I didn't, I didn't get to go to the beach the first time, but like the second time we went to the beach, uh, one thing I realized is that not only, you know, like you got Bitcoin accepted, um, you know, things going on. Uh, we went to like a private event with um, Max Kaiser uh, and Stacey Herbert. You know, I'm sure people have, have heard of them. That was that was cool. And just like the amount of just like minded people uh, just kind of, you know, hanging out in that area um, was really amazing you know because one thing that really makes you know going to any country you know if you're going to puerto rico you're going you know anywhere outside of the u.s and canada you know for i'm like me and you yeah you know for me and you adam like it's all about the people who are there you know and that's the biggest thing that bitcoin beach you know like really opened my eyes just like the amount of just like amazing people there from like all over the world and then on top of that how beautiful the beach is there it's black sand the waves are like almost two stories high like i tried to surf you know for my first time i was horrible at it but you know coming from like kind of like a tourist you know mindset um it was awesome i i definitely recommend everyone to go there and check out bitcoin beach and and jc what's the what would be the the step-by-step gringo way to, to get to Bitcoin Beach and experience what we're talking about. Okay, uh, well, first you get to the airport. Okay, uh, you don't have to come to the um, And I think actually it's important because everyone, I think most North Americans are probably Europeans. Isn't it dangerous? Right? So we got to we got to address that too, right? 
Okay, well, well, in the last two months, uh, President Bukele has put away about 35,000 gang members. Uh, half of those were exported <laughs> or re-imported from the United States. Okay, they were kicked out of the States, um, back into El Salvador, because that's, that's where they're from, where their families are from, and he's grabbed them all and put them away. Okay, there's still a, quite a few uh, going around, but they're not the important ones. They're probably just uh, family members or gang members. You know, they're not the, they're not the killer type. Okay, that's getting cleaned up a lot. Uh, you'd be you're beginning to notice this. The streets, the 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 central, um, the downtown of San Salvador used to be a place where you couldn't drive around because the the people that live there, the people that sell stuff there, they took over the sidewalks, the roads, and everything, and they were just all walking around. All that's being cleaned up. They're uh, fixing the buildings. They're illuminating them. They're, it's a beautiful place. I didn't even know that was so nice looking. You no, know? they're doing it in a couple other cities also. And, you know, they're getting rid of all that uh, uh, side street uh, sales people. Um, you know, they're getting rid of that, cleaning everything up. It's very, very nice. Actually, you know, <laughs> something that we I lived here for twenty years and I didn't know those buildings existed. You know? I've never been down there because it gets too dangerous. And now you can walk around at night. Just like that with your family you know it's that's what's happening here in El Salvador I'm not gonna say it's perfect and it's not dangerous you, you know you just you still have to watch out okay um but I want you to get to the airport make sure you have your transport is something you have set up previously not the first not going into the first car you see or in the first taxi you see um you, when you get to Bitcoin Beach okay there's four, three, four, five hotels, uh, very, very nice hotels. And then everything else is poor people. That's what made the difference. That's why it's so amazing. Uh, Bitcoin was adopted by poor people and it's making a difference, okay? Now they have their own little business. The guy now that sell, sold ice now has his own um, uh, ice maker. Okay, he's, he's getting into business, all this because somebody said Bitcoin is going to make a difference. I'm going to live here. An American guy came here. Uh, he got an investment, created an app, taught everybody, and that's how that got started. You walk around, okay, on, on the street in Bitcoin Beach, and there's this guy with a table, you know, in the middle of the road, okay, just there, and selling like uh, earrings and bracelets and stuff. He says, I accept Bitcoin. Are you going to pay him $2? And by lightning, you know, you just send them Bitcoin, just like that. You go into a shop, a little shop, don't expect much because it's a poor community. Okay. Uh, and it's just amazing. It's amazing how they're more developed economically than we are. You know, right? <laughs> they, think, know, they know more about Bitcoin than we do. You know, <laughs> it makes me think of the Bitcoin pizza story, too. And for those who, um, are kind of new to the space. I don't know what I'm talking about. There's, you know, this legendary story of, of Bitcoin where in 2013 or 2014, someone bought a Domino's pizza for like 300 Bitcoin or something like that, which obviously equates to a lot of money now. And I could see something similar transpiring in El Salvador, especially for the more um, just responsible individuals of the country when it comes to finances. If they make money through Bit like through earning Bitcoin and find ways to hold on to it, or as we say, hodl, hold on for dear life. Um, their financial situation over the next decade could change drastically. 
And it would be really cool to see that. And I do think many countries around the world are kind of observing El Salvador. And there's, I think there's one or two other countries that have done it now too, um, that are more in the developing phase. And um, best believe if there's success there, which it looks like there is and will continue to be, other countries are going to eventually adopt it. Um, and that's also one reason I think why we like Lieberland is we are kind of like a giant case study <laughs> with this country and our, uh, you know, our, our crazy, maybe you want to call them libertarian ways, showing that uh, a, a country can be governed the way that we've got it outlined. And um, it's just really, really cool to have you guys as boots on the ground and resources to tell us what is really going on in El Salvador. So that way we can you know, eventually go and explore it for ourselves, which Juan Carlos, you know, eventually we will be there. <laughs> we will be there. So, Someday, um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. So let's talk about what's, what's the, uh, do you guys have an official name of the, the company that you've put together for the visas? Yeah. So um, it's, so our name is El Salvador CIP. CIP stands for, um, so like citizenship investment program. Um, so the reason why we added that to the name is because um, not only are we helping, uh, wow. you know, like digital nomads come down um, to El Salvador, but also on, on the president um, has promised, we're still waiting on this every single day we're waiting on this, but um, also promised to sell the Salvadorian passport for Bitcoin. So there's been rumors that's going to be two Bitcoin, maybe three Bitcoin, maybe it's going to be 100,000. You know, we've heard this rumor, that rumor, we're not sure yet. So that's what the CIP stands for. Um, and it's, you know, it's a very trendy thing to do, you know, especially among like Bitcoiners to go out there and get like second passports, you know, especially people, you know, in the US and stuff like that. And so that's kind of what drew me to the idea um, to this, uh, you know, and, and I've been, you know, like studying this industry for maybe like four or five years. I've been just like waiting for an opportunity to kind of get in the immigration space, but mostly just find a way to, you know, sell a passport because I'm just a big fan of that. I think everyone needs to have a second passport, you know, it's like a second identity, you know, it's like, you know, like, it's like, let's say um, you go, you like ask the US, hey, can I do this? And the US says no, but then you go to El Salvador, like, hey, can I do this? And El Salvador says, yeah, sure, why not? You know, it's almost like having two parents, like you go to your dad, like, hey, can I go out, you know, tonight? Your dad says, no. Then you go to your mom, like, hey, can I go out tonight? And your mom says, yes. You go out. There we go. It's power in the metaphors <laughs> and the stories. I've never thought of it that way. But um, obviously, <laughs> some great points there. And again, another reason why I think all three of us have kind of been drawn to each other in, in general. So um, Juan Carlos, any other light that you wanted to shed on what Joey was saying there? Um, well, we are waiting. It, it's not easy for the transition, okay, from uh, a single you know, dollar monetary system to to be able to accept Bitcoin. And it's not it's not simple at all. These are the laws that we're waiting that those laws are are bundled into the idea of economic freedom for the people. Okay, that's that's what they're calling it. And they're like 57 or 50 something odd laws that they're they're gonna change any minute now, any any day. And hopefully those laws are the ones that are really going to make a difference and, and jumpstart the Bitcoin community here in El Salvador. They're already here. I mean, I, I, I'm in several WhatsApp groups and signal groups, you know, and then they're very active. They love it. They go to Bitcoin uh, City. There's nothing there, but they hang out. You know, they have barbecues and stuff, and, and it's awesome. It's really, really great. And they go to Bitcoin Beach 
just to hang out, you know. Um, but we're all waiting for these laws. These are, this is going to be the roadmap for everybody, for us as Salvadorians, for the people that want to come live, residencies, passports, investment, all that. And we're all waiting for those laws. As soon as those pass, we're going to know the rules of the game and we're all going to love it, I'm sure. Yeah. And and what would you guys say are, are some of the, the FAQs that you've received? I'm sure safety is one of them. Um, or, you know, even on top of that, what would you view as a, the biggest potential threat to the, the business that you guys put together, like getting shut down or something like that? Because I'm sure there's something and I'm sure it's also probably unlikely. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't be <laughs> here right now talking about it. But I feel like that question has to come up pretty frequently. I, I yeah. think the single, no, sorry. <laughs> no, Juan, go ahead. I think the single most important thing, uh, speaking about our specific business here, okay, right now, Salvadoran passport is a really good passport. You can get into over a hundred and somewhat odd countries without a visa, without asking for permission. Just, you know, you just show up, they stamp you and you're in, you know, that's an awesome passport. There's a lot of um, negativity against El Salvador because it made Bitcoin legal tender. Um, I really hope that doesn't get reflected, you know, on the passport itself. Um, we all know, of course, uh, you can become a drug dealer, you can become an arms dealer, you can become whatever. You can do that in euros and dollars too. Okay, so that's just an excuse. It's a it's a sure. dumb dumb excuse. Totally. Okay, um, but that's what they're basing a lot of the facts, you know, uh, of Bitcoin uh, and El Salvador accepting as legal tender. As long as it doesn't affect our passport, you know, uh, I really hope that that, that that it doesn't affect us. Okay. It, it, shouldn't. it shouldn't. Yeah. What's the, so from, from my own curiosity, what does the onboarding process look like? And I'm sure we don't have the, the five minutes remaining we have right now to really go into su super details. But, you know, if I wanted to move forward or set up a consultation calls with you, consultation call with you guys, um, what would that process look like to get started? So, so um, the first thing you would do is that you would email us at info at elsalvadorcip.com and you'll probably get um, a lovely response um, from me and I'll, then I'll probably send you um, a Calendly link and let's have a call and just kind of start from there. Um, what's really important is, you know, so like one thing that uh, I try to work with people on is like seeing what they're really after, you know, like there's a lot of people are just after the passport. You know, that's great. They want the passport. That's it. That's great. You know, we'll put you on a waiting list and we'll let you know when it's all. But, you know, as Juan said, you know, there are a lot of like Bitcoiners that have, you know, already moved down here. So, you know, you can come down to El Salvador um, on a tourist visa for three months. But is three months really, really, you know, like long enough to be in the Bitcoin country? Absolutely not. So we want to make sure that people are there legally. And this is what we can help you out with there. You know, we can help you get like business visas. So like I had a call with this guy, you know, I just met him on Twitter. He wants to go down to Bitcoin Beach. It's like this American guy and he wants to set up like a food truck and accept Bitcoin, you know, and, you know, and he's an American. And so it's like, all right, well, maybe he needs a business visa. So, you know, like this is what I'll try to work with our clients as well, you know, and then, um, you know, we, you know, we also um, offer other services. Like we could pick you up from the airport. We could take you around. 
We can offer tours, you know, help you get a hotel or housing. Eventually, um, you know, we're going to be doing a little bit of like medical tourism. Uh, you know, Joey, I got to say, man, I'm so happy this. to see you doing this. I've seen you. <laughs> I've seen you on the entrepreneurial journey for like the past four or five years, and I think this is this is a Langerbrunner move right here. So yeah, no, this uh, is what I've been waiting for a long time. But honestly, I could not have done it without Juan. Juan is, you know, so. I handle the sales. Juan is handling all the operations and everything that he's been doing on the grounds, um, all the bureaucratic paperwork and setting, you know, setting up a company down there. Uh, you know, we, you know, we, you know, we really need each other in this. Uh, you know, so yeah, I've been wanting to get in this industry for a long time, but I would not have been able to do anything without you know Juan's experience on the ground. You know, he knows the people. He knows the culture. He knows how it's just so to, important. You know, it's just so important. I know that's why Juan knows I was reaching out to him a lot before this, before you guys even started doing this about, yeah, Juan is like, is I would never go to El Salvador unless I talk to someone I know there. I'm calling up <laughs> JC. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give guys... the last two minutes to Juan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, I guess pricing and uh, you mentioned the different types of visas. There's like a digital nomad one too, right? And that's yeah, like a year. yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, Juan, you can go ahead. Yeah, the, the, there's a, there's um, it's not exactly called a no, digital nomad, but it serves the same function. Okay, so uh, we, we just call it digital nomad. Um, if as long as you have an income, it doesn't matter from where, but if as long as you have an income, I think it's uh, fourteen sixty uh, a month. You uh, you can get the digital v, the digital nomad visa for about twenty eight hundred dollars. Okay, that includes everything. Wow. I mean, that you can start the process still in your country. And when you get here, uh, we just hand it over to you. Or you can come here and apply for it while you're here. There's some paperwork that's better be, that better be done while you're in your country, okay? Because it needs, to, it needs to get stamped and stuff, but just in case. But it can be done while you're here too, okay? Um, and that's a visa for two years, which can be extended for another two, okay? For the same, uh, I think it's for the same... Um, uh, fee um, and it can be extended for another two years and after that you can apply for citizenship wow okay so it just takes you know it's another process and such but yeah right. you can apply for citizenship also okay and then um as far as countries in north america europe uh, just kind of like bigger countries around the world what pro what prominent countries have embassies in el salvador i'm sure the u.s does i'm assuming canada probably does um any other countries? The biggest there? embassy in Central America, uh, the United States, is in El Salvador. Okay, the biggest one. A lot of, um, well, they say, okay, the CIA is there, you know, and, <laughs> and they patrol the the, the, the seas with their, you know, but but it's it's really big. Um, it's not just a little building; it, it's a huge uh, infrastructure. Uh, what other countries? Canada, Mexico, Colombia, Venezuela. You know, it's just. They're all here, Spain and France and Portugal. And uh, I couldn't name them all, but you know, probably, I don't know, 80, 100, most countries are here. Yeah. El Salvador is in the middle of Central America. So it's very easy for anybody to come here and apply for their paperwork or whatever, and just have consulates in other countries around us. But the embassy is very easy to have it here. You know, it's, it's central to everything. Love it. And um, as Joey mentioned too, I know surfing is, is a major attraction. So for any surfers out there, if you have not been to El Salvador yet, Joey said something about two-story waves. 
that's not me yet. Uh, I know my brother likes to surf, but right now, right now, it's going to. I mean, the, to yesterday, today, tomorrow, Sunday, is the uh, Junior World Championship going on right now in Zonte, which is the the, the wow. place for the not Zonte. I'm sorry, but in um, El Tunco, which is another beach, uh, and that's where it's going on. Um, wow! So that's a lot of yeah, international traffic. Nice also probably waking up to what the heck is going on. So that is, that's really good to hear. Um, guys, we got to wrap it up, but one more time, it's info at salvadorcip.com is your preferred way to get in touch. Yep. Yes, sir. Cool. Thumbs up. Yep. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode 81 of the Liberland show. This is definitely a, a nice twist to the show, a little new flavor, new style. Maybe we'll have to do more interviews with uh, business owners like this of Liberland. As Joey Langenbrunner, who Joey, what's your what's your official title with Lieberland again? Um, I am the deputy representative to the U.S. There we go, deputy representative to the U.S. and Juan Carlos, I believe, the representative to El Salvador. Correct. That's correct. You're the go-to guy there. Cool. But again, guys, info at salvadorcip.com. If you want to follow up with these guys, I highly endorse the move. Uh, myself, again, I'll be talking to them, and you'll probably see a lot more of them here on the show, and just in the, the internet and probably in web three now too. So thank you for tuning into another episode of the Lieberland show. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell, and we will catch you in the next episode.